0: Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show on AM-1000 in Orange and San Diego counties and on AM-930 in Los Angeles County. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation
1: with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese
0: and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you through the good offices of Relevant Radio, from our studios on the campus of Christ. Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. And welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is our good friend Deacon Steve Greco. Deacon, welcome back to our program.
1: Thank you, Rick. It's such a blessing and honor to be on the show.
0: And speaking of blessings, would you please lead us in a brief word of prayer?
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you and worship you. We thank you for allowing us to say yes to your love. May we open up our hearts to your mercy and forgiveness through the power of the Holy Spirit, the intercession of our Blessed Mother. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Well, and again, welcome back to our program. We've had you on before, and of course, most of our audience is going to know you from your own show that I understand is broadcast all across the United States and throughout the world in many ways. You are a dynamo of the Holy Spirit working within our community, and all of it starts right here in the Diocese of Orange. Amen. So I want to thank you again for coming on on the program here. We have you on today particularly because we have a couple of things that are coming up that all of our listening audience from Southern California is going to want to know about and hopefully participate in. You've got a couple of seminars that are coming up uh, locally. One is going to be on February 8th. Called Mercy and Healing Seminar, and we'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes. And then another one that's going to be at Santiago, which is right near here, not far away, it's the Santiago de Compostela Parish uh, in Lake Forest. That one's going to involve Bishop Kevin Van along with you and a couple of other speakers. And you've got a book coming out called Miracles Through Forgiveness. End your radio show <laughs> you've been a bit busy deacon so <laughs> yes. welcome i hope you can breathe while you're here oh it's it's
1: such a blessing you know like you we get so excited and and the book is out miracles through forgiveness on amazon or come to our website spiritualhearts.org uh it's actually our fifth book and so we're excited about that but you know it's just the zeal that we have when the holy spirit comes upon us we just want to make a difference you know and and as we get a little bit older, and of course we're you spring chickens We're but, we're, there. <laughs> yeah, we're, there, <laughs> we're there. We're there. It's like you, you realize every second of every day you want to make a difference. Every second of every day you want to say, Lord, what is it today that I can do to love you in a way that that really that I want to love you with and help me to do that and to love your people and to make a difference with your people. And one of the most important things that the Lord has given me is to be the personification of hope because so many people live in a world of despair, live in a world in which they worry about this, that, and everything.
0: You know, one of the things that uh, I'm constantly reminded of in the work that I do on the side I'm finishing up a PhD. I think you've, we've talked about this before. I'm now at the stage where I'm writing the dissertation. That's great. On Tertullian, of all people, out of UCR. So it's on essentially what got him going. But I'm constantly reminded that these are safely dead people. And they lived a long time ago in a, in a community far, far away. And it's a constant reminder that we're all eventually going to be safely dead people. <laughs> yeah. And the question, of course, is what are we doing with the time that we have in order to give back to to God? He's the one who's given us this wonderful life to enjoy. Now, what are we doing with it? No matter how much we do, no matter how much you do, and you do a lot, there's still so much more that God has given us that we enjoy. So whatever we're giving back is always a small amount. How much more can we give, Lord?
1: And one of the real challenges, and I hear this often from so many people, is I don't know what to do, and it starts with relationship. When all is said and done, it isn 't as much the activities as the relationship with God in which we say, "Come, Holy Spirit, come Lord Jesus, enkindle in me the fire of your love through the holy spirit, but but I want to have a relationship with you, which means prayer, which means spending time alone with the Lord in adoration and in prayer and scripture through the sacraments. I mean Jesus wants to have a relationship with us and And so many times, if we get too busy, we kind of put him to the side when the reality is, is that the most important thing we need to do is say, let me make time for you in my heart, Lord Jesus.
0: Now, I want to drill down a little bit. There are probably seven to 10 people in the diocese who don't know who you are. And (laughs) with, with that in mind, I want to ask just a couple of basic questions. What got you into ministry? And then... What is that ministry consisting of right now?
1: Well, I, it really did start, I think more than ever, uh, at 28 years of age in terms of making a decision for Christ in which, you know, I, I looked at the Lord, uh, and realized that I was, um, kind of a cultural Catholic. You know, I was going to church and, but I didn't have Jesus in my heart. And so we often talk about the greatest journey is 18 inches from the head to the heart. I was involved in business and involved in all kinds of things as it relates to the ministry. But up until that point, I really hadn't had Jesus in my heart. And while it, it took time over the years, I was a healthcare executive. I began to realize more and more and more that I was being called the full-time ministry. So when I retired, uh, which has been about four years ago, I decided to start this ministry called Spirit-Filled Hearts, and it's evangelization and healing. And uh, it, it's just, you know how it works, Rick, is you say yes to the Lord, and then all of a sudden things open up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was doing, someone found me, I'd been doing uh, at SCRC, Southern California Renewal Conference, a talk, and then someone says, can you go and give a talk at, at my parish? And that opened up, and now we give over 100 talks a year. And then somebody out of Perry said, "Oh, by the way, can you come on TV, Esney mm-hmm. El Simbador, sure. and can you come and and do a TV spot for us?" And we did a couple of shows, and then that led to well, the person we're doing one radio station, Moreno Valley, one radio station that that I think had a a radius of about a signal of about five blocks, you know, <laughs> um, that's where it started, and then uh The diocese found out about me and and put me down in one station in San Diego. And then from there, it just kind of opened up. And, and it's just been one thing after another. And then I decide, well, I want to get the word out. So I want to write as many books as I can. And so we have at least one book a year, probably going to be accelerating that. Uh And then, you know, we've got over 35 CDs and 14 DVDs and all kinds of things going on. And we just want to expand our reach. Because people need to hear the message of hope. They need to hear the message of salvation. They need to hear the good news. You know, you ask the average person in the street, what is the good news? And they'll say to you, uh, let's see. The what? impeachment is almost over. Yeah. The impeachment yeah. is almost over. And <laughs> I haven't been audited by the IRS this right. year. This you year. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, it's like, you know, most people don't, aren't aware of what we have to offer, which is Jesus and his salvation because he loves us he died for us he rose again that we may have eternal life
0: you know when i talk to students on campus uh, i I find something fascinating they've been inundated for so long with uh, such negativity but many of them are very receptive to an honest approach about who jesus christ is they'll talk to someone who can intelligently explain why they believe in Jesus Christ, and they're not hostile. On the contrary, many of them want to know more. I have, in when I'm teaching, I will have, um, oh, some, some reason why I need to bring up Christianity. I, the Religious Studies Department happens to cover Christianity from time to time. And I'll make a couple of, of comments and then say, if anyone wants to talk to me about it later, the rest of this is going to go into academic stuff, but I can talk to you after class. I'll have 5, 10, 15 students lining up wanting to talk about what did you mean by Jesus this? What did you mean by Catholic that? They're hungry for it. There are people out there who they've heard bits and pieces of the gospel, but they've not really heard the whole gospel.
1: It's just so important when we talk about evangelization or sharing the good news is not to assume that people know the story, not to assume the fact that uh, no matter who they are and what's going on, that they don't want to hear a message of hope, a message of forgiveness. Uh, and so much of what we write about is miracles, which is the definition by Catholic Encyclopedia of a miracle is God's supernatural intervention in our lives. And I ask people uh, at my talks often, I'll ask them, how many people feel based on that definition that you've had a miracle in your life? And I'd say between 90 and 95 percent, every conference, people raise their hand that they recognize the fact that God has done something that they feel it had to be from God. So God is a God of intimacy, a God that is present, a God who wants to make a difference in our lives.
0: You know, it's funny because the more that we um, have a society that seems to be pushing back from its leadership against God, against morality of God, against the reality of God the more we have people that are saying, hey, before we jettison this, I'd, I'd like to know what it is I'm jettisoning. Right. And they really are hungry to find this out. And we are in a generation where not everyone knows it. As you said, we shouldn't assume that everyone has heard the gospel before. I would say on the contrary, we should be assuming that people have not heard the gospel. Amen. They've heard of the gospel. Amen. They've not heard the gospel. And anyone who has been called to be a follower of Jesus Christ needs to know enough about the gospel to be able to present it when asked. None of us are necessarily called to be an expert on biblical studies or like you. history. Like <laughs> No, but I, I enjoy the study, but n- none of us are called to do that necessarily, but all mm-hmm. of us are called to be able to say why it is that we have the faith that we do. Uh, we're all called to be prepared to give to everyone an answer for the hope that is within us, says Peter.
1: I would just ask our listening audience here, your great audience, to ask yourself, what is radical about your faith? Because think about what happened at Pentecost. I mean, these people were locked in a room. I mean, they were so afraid. There was nothing radical going on there. I mean, they were going, am I going to be next? Am I going to be crucified? Then all of a sudden, something changed. The Holy Spirit came upon them. They burst open the doors. 5,000 people heard the message in one day. They then went out in the streets. That's what, what I would call normal Christianity is supposed to be, meaning the fact is, if things haven't really changed in your life, do you really know Jesus? You know, because when you discover Jesus, everything changes. You want to do things differently. You want, you want the things you read, the things, the movies you watch, your conversations, I mean, how you spend your life is different, you know, and, and I think that's what normal Christianity, being a Catholic is all about, is saying, I want this relationship with God in which
0: it it really does dominate my life. I also think that's one of the fears that people have. Absolutely. Because there is a sense to which most of the people that I talk to who will kind of retreat somewhat behind this, the scientific milieu of our times that somehow if you can't see touch, taste, or smell it, it must not exist. Well, I can't see touch, taste, or smell love either, but I know it exists, and not just in hormonal form. Just because you can't touch it doesn't mean you can't prove its existence or demonstrate its existence or know it exists. On the contrary, I think most people actually do believe that there's something out there. I think they're afraid that if they realize that there is a dimension beyond this physical realm and It is ruled by a just and loving God. He is going to have a claim on my life and he is going to ask me to do things, things that I may not want to do, at least in the short term. What would be your response to that? Well, that,
1: that, that is the single biggest thing you hear. And I guess the first thing I'd say is, how's it working out for you?
0: (laughs) You know, I, I mean, long term anyway. Yeah. You know,
1: the bottom line is this, is that we are not God. You know, and, and as the movie Rudy said, the, the priest in the movie said, two things I know, there is a God and it's not me. <laughs> and I would say bottom line is this, trust in God. Trust in God because he knows more than you do about what is best for you. And, and try it that way and see what happens.
0: Take the God challenge. Uh, tr- try him. you'll like them exactly you're listening to orange county catholic radio with me today is deacon steve greco when we come back deacon i want to talk a little bit more about some of these events that are coming up uh including uh, a major conference you've got going on divine mercy conference in santiago de compostela and we'll talk all about that when we come back Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Deacon Steve Greco. And we have been talking a little bit about uh, your call into ministry, specifically felt to bring hope to the people around you. And the last five years have been a miraculous five years for you, where you have received the call from God to have a ministry that's gone from very small involvement to radio to publishing of books to conferences you're speaking at. Let's talk a little bit about some of those details. You've got a book out right now that's your fifth book, Miracles Through Forgiveness. Tell us just a little bit about that.
1: I'll tell you, and a lot of this happened when I was in Northern California at a conference, and I do healing ministry, and as as we take a look at Scripture and Mark 11, where it says, "Ask anything of the Lord, and He may give it to you." And of course, in First John, it says, "According to His perfect will." But then, after that, in Mark eleven, it says, "But first, if you have anything against your brother, go and ask for forgiveness." <laughs> yes. So, so I'm quoting that scripture at this church in in uh, Livermore, California, and I heard this gasp. You know, the church was almost filled. I mean, there was I don't know how many, but say four or five hundred. And I heard this big gasp. I'd never heard that before when I said that, because I said, before you come up and ask for prayer, make sure that you've forgiven those people that you may have grudges and so forth with, uh, including forgiving yourself. And I heard this big gasp and I realized then, uh, and this is a number of years ago, what a huge issue it was that people are harboring forgiveness. These are people who go to mass all the time, are really strong Christians, but Having lack of forgiveness, unforgiveness, is like drinking poison, thinking it's going to harm someone else. And everyone can justify no, it. No, right? wait,
0: save that again, because you said it quickly, and it's a profound statement. Say that again.
1: If we don't have forgiveness, it's like drinking a poison within yourself and thinking it's going to hurt someone else. It's, it's so true,
0: right? And people don't get it, but it's so true, right?
1: And, and, yeah. and they'll, they'll justify it. you. You, and we all do. I mean, hopefully I don't, but you know, we're all human. And so you ask people about forgiveness and how, well, I mean, things may come up like, oh, gee, I haven't talked to my parents. Or I haven't talked to my brother, my parents, my friend, whatever in 20 years, but I'm okay with it. You know, you're okay with it, but you're, you're harboring it. You know, it's deep within you. Uh, The reality is you've got to get it out of you. You've got to, you have to forgive that person. It doesn't mean you're best friends with them, but what it does mean is that you have to let God work through you. And that's why we call it miracles through forgiveness. So we have found over and over and over again that a barrier to healing, a barrier to graces is lack of forgiveness. And we even had a vision one time, actually my wife had it where the Lord showed her an umbrella over her head and all these graces were coming down. But, you know, it, when you have unforgiveness, you it's block. It's like
0: that's the umbrella is the unforgiveness. Yeah, yeah. Wow. that's
1: the umbrella. And and the Lord said, turn it upside down, you know. <laughs> turn it upside down. In other words, forgive. And stand in it. Bathe in it. <laughs> bathe in it and let my graces flow into you. So, you know, you want to be free. I mean, Jesus said in John 10, 10 I've come to give you life and life abundantly. Well, how can you have abundant life when you have bitterness? you know and so many people will come up with really legitimate yeah. reasons Sorry. in the flesh, well, look at what this person did to me. I mean, I was in prison, mm-hmm. not myself. I was ministering in prison, detention. I didn't minister. ask you about that. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> detention ministry for many, many years, and I was ministering to a group of women, and this woman raised her hand when I gave a talk on forgiveness, and she said, "My husband put me out for prostitution." I mean, how can I forgive that? And, and humanly speaking, very difficult. But the bottom line is that's why we call it miracles of for forgiveness. Ask God for the grace to forgive and your life will change dramatically. And,
0: and that woman, uh, part of that forgiveness isn't necessarily going back to that husband. Oh, no, no, and, no, no, no. But to forgive that it happened, that somebody did that to her.
1: And we can't even get past the Lord's prayer. As we forgive, so will we be forgiven. Yeah. In scripture, as
0: we judge, so will we be judged. Oh, and it's not easy. Oh. It certainly isn't easy. Well,
1: that's why we call it miracles. Oh,
0: I, I, I'm i a very prideful person, I've found. <laughs> two years ago, I had a great disappointment from a couple of people, and I surprised myself at how hard it was to let go of that anger, of that of feeling like I had been wronged and wanting them to somehow apologize wanting them to somehow see how wrong they were and realizing this is my unforgiveness that's hurting me and i need to let go of that and i i've been preaching that for years and that all of a sudden you realize hey this is this is a real thing and you have to attack it wherever it shows up because it can grow so easily
1: it's interesting uh in my prayer time you know i Have all these issues. We all have issues. And in my prayer time, I was that Pharisee that said, Well, at least I don't have forgiveness as an issue. And I felt the Lord's presence immediately saying, Let me show you. (laughs) And and so, in my prayer time, the Lord started showing me things that I had buried you know, over the years of all the people, and maybe not all of them, but at least a lot of the people I had not forgiven and all the resentment and, and hostility and everything I had. And it was between, you know, the floor and the ceiling. And at the end of that prayer, I said, enough, enough. Okay. I get the idea, you know, is that all of us have these areas of people that have just hurt us. I mean, people that, you know, we have these expectations and, and people don't do them and. And also, by the way, just for the record, and in the book, we talk about forgiveness of self, mm-hmm. forgiveness of others and forgiveness of God, because we have these expectations, healing of memories, healing of family tree. I mean, it's a complete book of forgiveness, but healing of self. I have to tell you, Rick, that big issue with me, big issue with me and the, the way I was raised or however, however I received how I was raised is like I had to be perfect. And so if I wasn't perfect, then I became driven, and I'm not driven, am I?
0: <laughs> no comment. Driven is not, not the term I would use, but you are a very dynamic soul. Thank you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I like that. That's better. But, you know, having to get ahead, I mean, it was never enough, never enough, never enough. And uh, I spoke at Legatus uh, recently, at Legatus chapter, which is men and women who are executives or senior people within organizations and, and I, I did a talk and I talked about
0: giving group. Yeah,
1: it is. And I talked about this whole book and I talked about the whole area of, of, of being driven and, and, and wanting to always be perfect and all get ahead. Now, so many people were nodding their head, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's a flip side of the coin. On the one hand, you often will be very successful at what you do. But the other side is that you don't have God's peace. Because you know you're fighting 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 to get ahead and you're and you're never there right so the
0: reality is is this that is always one block ahead
1: always there's always someone that has a higher position or more money or more this more that or whatever uh, and, and the bottom line is that we are need to rest in the Lord and we need to be to praise him for what we have and to need to be peaceful and to forgive ourselves of not being perfect and you know when we sin and fall right it's like Oh, so many people come up to me and they'll say, oh, God could never love me, you know, because I, I'm not this perfect person. Uh The reality is, is that that's exactly what Jesus says to us. I love you exactly where you are.
0: I love the story at the end of the Gospels of the two great sinning disciples, Judas and Peter. Yeah. And how both of them betrayed Christ. Both of them betrayed them, betrayed Christ in different ways. But they both betrayed Christ. Judas, of course, turning him over for 30 pieces of silver for whatever motivation he may have had. Lots of speculation about that doesn't matter. He still did it. And Peter, who denied Jesus, not once, but three times. And you're familiar that in that culture, the only way that you can have an absolute is to do something in three times. That it means it's, it's total. And that's means he totally denied Christ three times worse, therefore, than even what Judas did. Depending upon how you look at it, you can make that case. And yet the one who was forgiven was the worst sinner because he was willing to be confronted by Christ, to stand before Christ at that fire and ask, answer the question honestly, do you love me? As opposed to Judas, who wasn't willing to do that, but went off and hanged himself because he couldn't forgive himself for what he had done for Christ. And remember, the funniest thing about... the those of us who've learned a little bit of Greek in order to get to pass through seminary basic baby Greek class. That's the one chapter that they always make sure we look at because in that chapter where Jesus says, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He doesn't use the same words. There are three words for love in in Greek, he uses two of them and he asks Peter in that, do you agape me more than these? And Peter says, Lord, I phileo you, which means I love you like a brother. He could not get to where Jesus wanted him to go. The next time he asks him, he says, do you agape me? He uh, uh, he drops the more than these part. And then the last time he says, do you phileo me? Which is what freaks Peter out. You don't catch that in the English. That's why it it made him so upset. But what's clear is Jesus comes all the way down to his level to remind him of the level he needs to be at. This is what you're working toward, Peter. Now, I like to say or like to think that Forty years later, what he's being led off to be crucified and says, please don't crucify me the same way. I'm not worthy to be like my master. If Jesus had asked him the same question then in his jail cell the night before, Peter, do you agape me more than these? Peter at that point could yell, of course I do, Lord but it took him 40 years to get there. Be patient. Exactly. Forgive yourself and be
1: patient. Exactly. And and I love John 21, and I think about it all the time. And, of course, you know, we do, as Spiritful Hearts, lead pilgrimages to the Holy Land and so forth, and walking right there where he said it on the shore of Galilee, do you love me more than these? And, again, in the Greek. But I often think about, you know, how much do I love God? Do I love God enough to allow his forgiveness to flow through me, his mercy to flow through me, or do I want to hold on to it?
0: So this book, your fifth one, Miracles Through Forgiveness, has come out not long ago, and it addresses that. It addresses why we should trust in the mercy of God and the miracles that come from it. So if people are interested in this book, they can go to... Spiritfilledhearts.org. Okay, so spiritfilledhearts.org, I actually have up here... And it's your whole website, and it's got a number of different things on it. So where would they go once they get there?
1: They go into the the book section, the, uh, the store score. section. It's I'm the sorry,
0: second tab. All right.
1: Yeah, and and then the uh, the books should come up.
0: Okay, very good. So then go there to get the book "Miracles Through Forgiveness," and you can learn how God's miracles lead to transforming forgiveness. And I read that very well right off of your yes. your little your little uh, sheet here. You also have a number of uh, speaking opportunities that are coming up, seminars and conferences. When we come back, I want to ask you a couple of questions about what those are all about, why they are going to want to go to not just one but all of them, and I'm sure you're going to be able to tell us that because you are speaking the Word of God to a number of different people. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. You are listening to Deacon Steve Greco, who has been uh, leading ministry in the Diocese of Orange, For the last five years especially, he has a radio program, he writes books, he has seminars, and we have him here and we're talking with him, and we will be right back. And welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you high atop the Tower of Hope, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. I'm Rick Howick, your host. Love that. And with me today is Deacon Steve Greco. And Deacon has been uh, talking to us about his faith, his calling, along with uh, the hope that he's been able to talk about in writing, as well as on his radio show that we haven't talked much about that yet. That radio show is on the same day that we're on, isn't it? It's on Saturdays?
1: It's Sunday. Oh, it's Sunday Sunday at twelve
0: noon. Sunday at twelve noon. So Mm -hmm. those of you who do not have a twelve noon mass need to go there. Otherwise, uh, you have podcasts. I'm sure that are available on your website, SpiritFilledHearts.org. Correct. So they can hear you and what you have to say. But you've got a couple of opportunities to meet with people and listen to them while they listen to you speak, along with other speakers. Let's talk about the first one coming up in uh, early February, February 8th, actually. And for our listeners in the San Diego and South Orange County area, this is near you. For those of you who are further away, it's well worth your while to make the trip down to Mission Basilica, San Juan Capistrano, a beautiful, beautiful center. they spent millions of dollars making that into a modernized, beautiful living exhibit of what the Catholic Church brought to California. It's just absolutely beautiful.
1: I have to say, you know, we... We just were in Italy fairly recently doing, because we do pilgrimages, and of of course the churches in Italy just are unbelievable, and the Holy Land, we go to often, we've been six times, Um, Mexico, you know, beautiful churches, but locally right here, we have a church that is spectacular, and if you've not been there, if you've not attended a Mass or, or made a visit, please go down there. I mean, it just knocks your socks off. The beauty, the reverence is incredible at Mission Basilica, San Juan Capistrano. And of course, stay for the visit of the mission and, and tour and so forth that, that you can go on. But it's absolutely fantastic. This particular church is one that we, we'd like to go down for a lot of different reasons, but we've given a life in this, what's called a life in the spirit seminar there. And on this particular event, uh, Saturday, February 8th, uh, starting at nine o'clock in the morning, we have a seminar called Mercy and Healing. I guess the reality is, God wants to heal us, and God's mercy is just going to flow through through us when we say yes to Him, and invite Him to heal us. And so, we're going to certainly talk about what does it mean to open up your heart to the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to to live God's mercy on a daily basis? What does it mean to pray differently? To what extent do we praise God? And this is an area that, quite frankly, a lot of people are not fully uh, familiar with. Uh, They pray in petitions, you know, as I like to say, fix this, fix that. But to really worship God by praising him and learning how to pray that way, opening up our hearts to receive God's healing in which we want to be healed. You know, I look at Matthew 9 in which there are two blind men that flagged down Jesus and said, Lord, Lord, heal me. And Jesus said, do you believe that I can heal you? And Jesus, oh, of course, the blind men said, yes, yeah, so I believe. And he said, to the extent that you believe, to the extent that you're going to be healed. So the point is, is that how do we pray in faith? How do we pray in faith and believe? So this seminar covers all of those things. And wow. uh, it's going to be very, very powerful. We'll look forward to to seeing you there on Saturday, February 8th. At, at the Mission Basilica San Juan Capistrano, and uh, you can go to our website uh, for more information.
0: Okay, so this particular one then is geared toward actually developing that faith walk to prepare oneself to receive healing from God,
1: is that? It is, and to recognize how much God loves us. You know, we, we focus on, you know, just understanding the eighth chapter of Romans, you know, that Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Because so many people feel well,
0: separated. And there's a fascinating observation on that paragraph. It comes towards the end of chapter 8 when he starts talking about that. Neither life nor death nor powers or principalities. Exactly. Notice that there's one thing that's left out. Yourself. Yes. It's the one thing that's left out. Because in the end, that is what will separate us from the love of God. Is only what we do to ourselves. Amen. And Amen. this... Mercy and Healing Seminar sounds wonderful at being able to tackle that. Amen. Being able to deal with what it is that stands in the way. And in that chapter, as you know, it
1: talks about being able to go to the Father and, and say, Abba, you know, Daddy. And really to go to, to get that intimacy of
0: relationship. This reminds me of a line that I was reading a, a George Weigel article. You have to be careful about reading George Weigel articles because he's <laughs> got a great sense of humor. Right. But he was mentioning that the modern Trinity is me, myself, and I. <laughs> and and we have that. to be aware that that there's a truth to that. Absolutely. Remember, things are humorous only so far as they come close to the truth. Oh, absolutely. And there really is in that. And that's what stands in the way so often between us and God's ability to heal us. God can do anything, but he chooses to allow us to have our own head. <laughs> we call that
1: free will. And another word that really comes to mind is humility. And we need humility to find holiness.
0: We do. So for people who are interested in the seminar, this is going to be held again on Saturday, February 8th. So it's coming up very shortly from this broadcast. February 8th, and that's at the Mission Basilica San Juan Capistrano. It's on a Saturday. It's at a beautiful part of time. I'm assuming that everything will be beautiful on February 8th. It's uh, worth the trip up there. Uh, there is a train uh, station not too far away from there, but there's also ample parking, and people can come up there. Um, they need to register ahead of time. So they need to go to your website in order to make sure that they've done that,
1: or they can show up even that day. Okay, they can show up and okay. we'll take registration at the door. Okay. Uh, but either way, please come, please come. You'll there's, enjoy it.
0: And there's lots of reasons why people can can look at trying to to have mercy and healing in their lives. One of the other things that's coming up that deals again with mercy is happening uh, here with it's a it's a larger conference you're a part of, the Divine Mercy Conference coming up Saturday, February twenty ninth which is at Santiago de Compostela Parish. Now, that's in Lake Forest, so that's not too far away from the same general area. So, again, this is worth the drive. The people who are listening to this broadcast on both uh, AM1000 and AM930 covers all of Southern California all the way up into Los Angeles County, and it would be worth coming down because, in addition to hearing uh, Deacon Steve, Bishop Kevin Van is going to be there. He's going to be speaking on Divine Mercy Father Scott Borgman is going to be there, Alexis Walkerstein, and Donna Lee. Tell us a little bit about the Divine Mercy Conference that's coming up.
1: One of the things that I believe very strongly is that, of course, God speaks to us in so many different ways. And if we allow him to really minister to us and give us direction, God always is going to do that. He has not left us orphans. And God will come to me in dreams. I mean, that's how I get an awful, or wake me up in the moment. You
0: you and Joseph. Oh, I guess so, (laughs) you
1: know, and a lot of people. But when you expect God to come to you, God will come to you in a, a variety of different ways. But in dreams, he gave me three dreams on three different occasions in which he said the most important thing I could do is spread his divine mercy worldwide and That was about a year ago. We have scheduled 22 conferences throughout Southern California, Northern California, Arizona, Nevada, relating to Divine Mercy. And you can come to our website and you'll be able to to find a conference. um, Chances are near you or we'll have a conference in your parish if you contact us at spiritualhearts.org. Um, but in any case, this particular conference we actually started the first one here a year ago at Santiago Capstella. We had over three hundred, nearly three hundred and fifty people who showed up. And Bishop Van also made appearance at that time, but he's actually speaking at this conference. And you know, Father Scott Borgman, Alexis Walkenstein actually is the publicist of of movies such as Unplanned and Breakthrough and so forth. And Donna Lee is a very popular singer, but also evangelist and myself. So that's the the uh, faculty of the particular meeting. The lineup, yes. The lineup. And what we're going to talk about is living God's mercy on a daily basis. What does that look like? You know, mercy and forgiveness, mercy and healing, understanding mercy in Scripture. And we have spent quite a bit of time uh, in our mercy conferences talking about mercy in the Old Testament, mercy in the New Testament. Why is mercy so important? Because think of the opposite. I mean, Scripture tells us a word to love even our enemies, right? I mean, this is radical from what our culture is. So how do we live a life of mercy? And so mercy through the sacraments. I mean, one of the things we we have priests who will come, who will hear your confession during the conference. Hmm. Sometimes we have as many
0: as four or five priests. And this, of course, is going to be on Saturday. This on Saturday. So you're going to be all prepared then to receive Eucharist either that evening or following day on Sunday. Absolutely. And
1: we will have priests stationed there, and they can hear your confession. And why is that important? Because reconciliation is the personification of God's incredible mercy. And so we talk about mercy in the sacraments. Obviously, the Eucharist. I mean, right? I mean, this is my body. This is my blood. I mean, how merciful
0: is that? This is, this reminds me of the great portrait, of course, that Sister Faustina right. had the vision to have, have created. She didn't like the original one that was created for her, by the way, which is right, interesting. Right, right, right. But the interesting thing at the very bottom of that isn't uh, divine mercy, it's Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. And it's, it's a fascinating thing to think about. That you've got the, the water and the blood coming out from his heart. The mercy of God and the blood of God. The, the baptism of God and the blood of God. But it's all about, okay, you want my mercy? Trust in me. We go back to that decision. Are you going to believe to the extent that you have faith is the extent that I will heal you. Exactly. It comes back to that whole mercy.
1: Exactly. And we love the, you know, Jesus, I trust in you. In fact, I have to say, I was standing in line at reconciliation just to be public here, and I was praying. I was thinking, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to confess? And, of course, the the usual stuff. But then the Lord said, I want you to confess that you don't trust me enough. I never would have thought of that in a million years. Yeah. But when you trust Jesus, everything changes. And so I said that to my, my spiritual director, and he gave me this assignment. He said, I want you to on every bead of the rosary uh, 50 beads of the rosary, let's say, is to very slowly pray, Jesus, I trust in you at every bead. And, you know, I did that and it really made a difference in helping me. And it's something I do <laughs> more than once. And because so many times we get caught up in in our prayer life in which we don't really trust him. Uh, and when do we know when we're trusting him when we have peace? When we have peace, we know that we're trusting God.
0: People don't always equate the two, but the reason why people have angst and worry is because they're afraid they're not going to get something that they think they want. And if they trust in Jesus and trust that that's all they need, why would you have angst in anything else? Peace can come in. Peace can't come in when you're still lusting after other things, but it can come when you trust in Christ who
1: are we are we god do we know what's best do we see the future no and why do we pretend like we do why do we pretend like we know what's best
0: you're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio with me today is Deacon Steve Greco we are talking about a conference that's coming a divine mercy conference we've been talking about a number of things but this is where we're going to take a break for a moment when we come back i want to make sure everyone knows how to take advantage of this conference and what you see God calling you to do with the rest of your ministry. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio, and we will be right back. And welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and... With me today is Deacon Steve Greco, and before I go any further, I want to pause for a moment so I don't forget to thank you profusely for being here with us, my friend. Oh, well, thank it is, you. It is always a pleasure to have you, and it's been a while since we've had you on, and I'm so glad we've been able to have you this time, not only because it's just good to see you, but because we've got so many wonderful things that are happening, and they're all coming together all at the same time. We were talking earlier about your book that's coming out, Miracles Through Forgiveness, which we were discussing in one of the other sections It really has to do with trusting in Christ to be prepared to receive forgiveness. That's something I'm looking forward to reading. But also you've got a couple of conferences that are coming up. One is going to be in Mission Basilica San Juan Capistrano on February 8th. So that's coming right up right away. And this is one on mercy and healing, and it's one that is worth the drive out there if you haven't been out there. It's also a beautiful uh, place to be. And then we have been talking about and haven't finished talking a little bit about the Divine Mercy Conference that's coming up on February 29th, which is a Saturday from 9 to 4. Uh, there is a cost for this, of course, but it also includes the lunch. We're going to have you speaking, but also Bishop Kevin Van is going to be there. This is meant to be a, a major event. So when we're talking about Divine Mercy and we're talking about this conference, what do you hope that people are going to get from this conference? What are they going to walk away with?
1: They're going to walk away with knowing how much they are loved by God, or at least to a much greater extent of how much they're loved by God. They're going to walk away learning how to pray differently, how to let God's mercy flow in their life. They're going to walk away with really understanding the power of the Divine Mercy Chaplet and the promises given to St. Faustina, because we'll be covering that uh, Divine Mercy Novena. Understanding how they can allow God's divine mercy enter their life through prayer and through just an attitude change—an attitude change of hope, an attitude change of forgiveness, an attitude change in which they feel so much more confident about the future. So I think there's going to be an awful lot. And again, it's at Santiago de Capistela Parish in Lakes Forest. You can register at SpiritFilledHearts.org and on our website. Uh, you can register right at the parish also. We look forward to seeing you because it is going to be amazing and we will have time for healing, uh, prayer. So come uh, bring your friends and, uh, we're, we're looking forward to a very large group.
0: I want to dig a little bit deeper here for just a moment and go into just a, a, a moment of Sister Faustina. I know, for example, you're planning a trip to Poland at some point in the near future. You're going to be visiting that area. Sister Faustina has become a very important icon, really, of mercy, especially the last 30 years or so in the church. How has this been important to you, Deacon? In terms of Sister Faustina. Yeah. And in divine mercy. Well, what I, I, I
1: read it every single day, her diary, every wow. single day. And her diary and the messages that Jesus gave her are so important as it relates to strength, hope, courage, fortitude, perseverance. I mean, things that we need. I mean, the bottom line is this. We all have this spiritual warfare attacks, right? I mean, and we all have our moment of human weakness. And the bottom line is that by reading and understanding God's divine mercy, and I pray two divine mercy chaplets a day, and I pray for my family and three rosaries a day. And, you know, I, I try to do whatever I can to just invoke God's presence in my life and also protection. We are in this battle and um, that battle is manifest in different ways and and we need spiritual protection.
0: The motto that's at the bottom of that picture, Jesus, I trust in you, the famous divine mercy portrait that's there. This is something that Sister Faustina lived. She died very young and, and painfully from disease shortly before World War II and her visions were kind of, pooh-poohed by some people. There were people who didn't think much of it. And then along came a local ordinary who showed some some very uh, keen interest in her writings, and and that was a Carol Watila, who eventually then, of course, became Pope John Paul II later. And who would have thought that this little nun who came from nowhere, absolute poverty, uh, who would have these visions and then die young, would have her material looked at by a Polish priest, then bishop, who eventually becomes the pope and a saint, and is not only approves her visions, but the day, the the Sunday after Easter has been declared Divine Mercy Sunday, and I have a personal connection to that. My stepfather, we were talking bef- during the break about him, uh, Polish Lithuanian. Uh, he was a former Catholic. I say former because when he was a young man, uh, he had some negative interactions and was very angry at the church. When he was dying, and he died of a brain tumor, um, a glioblastoma, which is very invasive, and as he reverted into his brain, this God love you, God bless you. I mean, we had a lot of language from my father, but none of it was that when I was growing up. He was a sailor, so and he and he talked like a sailor. This was a man who retreated into the faith in his dying weeks. It was it was miraculous, and then finally his death came. On Divine Mercy Sunday. Oh wow! <laughs> and it was like, wow. okay, thank you, Lord. I needed that oh, because wow. the prayers that He and I had had towards the end there—you know—he may have gotten into heaven smelling of sulfur, but I'm convinced <laughs> he's—and that was the whole point behind it. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. And now Amen. I don't know what God has done with my stepfather. I have to trust in Jesus. But this conference is coming up as an embodiment of that. It's an embodiment Amen. of the trust that we're to have in Jesus, and the trust we have is. He will have mercy on us, amen, because He loves us trusted him.
1: It is about opening up our heart to receive god 's love and surrendering it to it and second uh, corinthians three sixteen uh and following talks about a veil over our eyes, but only when we surrender to God is that veil removed, and that 's when we have freedom you know and and I just believe very strongly that god 's mercy. Understanding God's mercy is a core of evangelization, you know, and I've been blessed to be part of the evangelization committee in the Diocese of Orange, uh, and we've tried different approaches on evangelization, but I really believe these divine mercy and mercy seminars, mercy and healing seminars, people understand more clearly how much God wants to make a difference in their life and
0: wants to heal them. For people who are interested in this, again, this will be Saturday February 29th, 9 to 4, and it's going to be in Lake Forest at Santiago de Compostela Parish Hall, and they can find out more on spiritfilledhearts.org. Correct. Deacon, I I know that you don't know what God Mm. has planned for you, but for the immediate future, where are you going from here, and where do you hope you're going from here?
1: Well, we want to get the message out of God's love and forgiveness and salvation to as many people as we can. So we're hoping to spread our radio reach somehow. And we're looking at different ways of doing that. We're hoping to get more yeah, on TV on a more regular basis. We actually have other people helping us write books now. And so we're going to broaden our reach as it relates to written material. And there's... You know, from an evangelization standpoint, there's all kinds of things that we can do nationally. I mean, we, we do some things nationally, but most of what we do is the Western U.S., also Asia. Uh, we've been heavily involved in the Philippines and...
0: Now, you've gone to the Philippines now a couple
1: th- of times. Three times. Wow. And build churches and we have homes for kids off the streets and schools and, and... And
0: you've been part of seminars. And
1: days. seminars and, and many speaking engagements there and also wow. in, in Indonesia. In the jungles of Indonesia. Wow. And so wow. so we, we're trying to spread God's uh, love and mercy worldwide.
0: That's fantastic. I am so glad that you are engaged in doing this. So we have coming up, if you would like to join and, first of all, meet and talk to, but also listen to Deacon Steve Greco, you can see him on February 8th at the Mercy and Healing Seminar at Mission Basilica San Juan Capistrano. Again, a beautiful, beautiful setting. Uh, and that's going to be again on February 8th from 9 to 4. And you can also see him along with several other speakers, including our own beloved Bishop Kevin Vann at the Divine Mercy Conference on Saturday, February 29th. So that's in a couple of weeks after that first seminar. This one is, is a big one. It's going to be held then down at Santiago de Compostela. There is uh, a charge, but it includes lunch, and it will go from 9 to 4 and help prepare, really, for that reception of divine mercy. And then, of course, if you would like to to read a little bit more about what Deacon has written, uh he's written several books now, five total, fifth one that has come out, Miracles Through Forgiveness, and they can find out more information on any of those by going to spiritfilledhearts.org and come up with more information. Deacon, thank you so very much for being with us.
1: Rick, it's been a blessing and an honor to be here.
0: I always have a a great deal of fun when you are on, and I deeply appreciate as well that the fun that I have, though, comes from feeling this kindred spirit in Christ who is seeking to change souls to the people who listen. With that in mind, if you would be so kind as to lead us in a word of prayer, I'm sure our listening audience would be blessed to hear you.
1: Heavenly Father, we just thank you and we praise you and worship you. We thank you for allowing us To be filled with your love. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us the strength and courage to endure no matter what is happening. Help us to open our hearts to receive your love and your mercy. Help us to understand more how much you love us unconditionally and heal us spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically through the intercession of our Lady of Guadalupe, our Blessed Mother, through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, and I bless you with every spiritual blessing in the heavens, in the name of the Father and the
0: Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you've been listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. If you would like to hear this again, you can access it by going to OCCatholic.com and pulling down the radio tab. And there you'll find about eight programs of which the mothership, Orange County Catholic Radio, is prominent there. You can pull on there. Uh, the link to this podcast sh- will either be there or will be there shortly after this is broadcast. And you can listen again to Deacon Steve Greco and uh, hear again words of hope and words of mercy. I'm Rick Howick, your host. And once again, on behalf of all of us, on Orange County Catholic Radio, may God richly bless you. And we will see you again next week.